This is the Black Rocks and Revolution. Samurai Punk Feminist Solution. White noise, your audio pollution. This is not a test. Calling all your slaves to the grind. Coming out your grace for the mind. Hat eyes, but still you are blind. This is not a test. Brad here. Is you over there? Boop. So, this is Brodsky Beat. We're going to talk about episode two in the Pop Minority Report. It's like the train behind me there. No, that's a building. Okay, so this was supposed to be episode one, but it got moved to episode two because I screwed up. So, Foot Soldier and I, this is Brodsky Beat here, we're interviewing Trevor Sinclair from the Great White North. Literally, he's in, lives in the subarctic. A yellow knife. And I met him through a phone call because I worked up north the yellow knife driving truck for the ice roads. I felt that it's an interesting city, yellow knife. It's a thousand miles north of Edmonton in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So sixteen, seventeen hundred kilometers north of uh, Edmonton. So it'd be an interesting place to have the Junos. The Junos is like uh, the Canadian version of the Grammys. So I pitched it to him, and he's excited about it. So he's running Northwest Music, Northwest Territories Music in Yellowknife. He's ahead of it now. And uh, he tells a bit of a story about his life, different things he's done. And then he goes into what he's doing. They just had their first music awards ever in Yellowknife in September. So again, this is... Uh, history in the making kind of podcast just so you know you look back on this and go oh is that how music started <laughs> yellow knife and so uh trevor talks about how that went and what his plans are for the future he's managing other artists man this guy's talented there's no question about it many levels he's been around for a while getting talented but uh for sure it's another one of these talented people in music so he's talking more music in music global this is more of the global musical community Anyways, so the being a foot soldier, I'm interviewing him here, and this is episode two with Trevor Sinclair. Hi, Trevor. Brad here. You over there. Episode two with Trevor Sinclair from Yellowknife. Brad here. You over there. Woo! Fine. Introduce the meeting. Uh, gentlemen, a prayer silence. The meeting has started. The president of the Royal Society for putting things on top of other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you, gentlemen. The year uh, has been a good one what? for the okay. society. I thought we were going to have this is not a test, this? but okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a song we use in our... We use it in this... Uh, is this the pop, this is the pop minority part? Yeah, this is the pop minority report. Right. Part. This is episode two. This Br- brought, to you episode. By Monty, brought to you by Monty Python's Flying Circus. <laughs> Alan, could you There's put no that copyright up? issues. <laughs> Helen, put that on top of the top. The next That's meeting. right. So the reason that we've called you here tonight is to we, we, we've got to discuss a very serious issue, and that is that we've we've neglected putting things on top of other things for too long now. And we've got <laughs> okay. to get back to that because uh, we'll be in great. All right. So anyway, welcome to the Popular Minority Report. Uh, this week is a special week. Well, every week is a special week. But this week... Uh, we're going to be featuring what we call this one, the Northwest Territories Journey to the Junos. Yeah. And the genesis, the genesis of this was uh, the host, Brad Marshall, the founder, creator, president, and uh, newest member of the Royal Society of Putting Things on Top of Other Things, Brad Marshall, um, the popular minority productions. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm the straight man, Al. And our special guest this week, uh, Brad, is going to take it from here and then hand the baton to our special guest, Trevor Sinclair, the uh, music man from the Northwest Territories. And you're going to get to know him real good, and you're going to get to know he is real good. Um, uh, Trevor Trevor uh, was the man that uh, Brad went up driving truck, and he, and he, and he just had a vision about bringing uh something special to the northwest territories but he needed somebody special to make it happen and i think i'll leave the genesis of this to you bradsky beat 
Brad here. So this is uh this 918 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time November 20th, 2022, and it's 818 no 718 in Yellowknife. So Yellowknife is 5,000 kilometers north from here, and we're in a country called Canada. So uh Yellowknife is kind of almost on the subarctic. Um, so I was up there ice road trucking for two winters. You start in Yellowknife and you deliver to the mines and some of the mines are in the Arctic actually. Anyways, uh, I learned a lot about the culture and that in, um, Yellowknife and it's very, uh, Trevor talked about it, but it's, um, still the wild west in a way that it's, uh, it's diverse. It's an important part of Canada. Uh, the international airport there it services all of, of the north of of uh, Canada. I felt that the culture and the music and the art is really unique, so I wanted to bring the Junos uh, to Yellowknife, and so I started making <laughs> cold calls to everybody when I was back in the city back here in Kitchener, because only up there for two months every year, and I even called the mayor. And the mayor didn't even know, didn't know what the Junos was. And the Junos, just so we know, outside of Canada, is, is Canada's version of the Grammys. It's actually well-funded. It's well-known. It's been around since 74. Anyways, finally, I'm calling people. And I'm like a two weeks in calling, calling people. And finally, I get on this website called NWT. And I said, wow, Northwest Territories Music. I said, well, I think I'm onto something here. And because uh, nothing else yeah. is working. <laughs> And uh, by the way, this is Brad. And um, so there's a number on it, and I'm sitting here at this desk, right? And I just I dial a number, and this guy goes on the phone right away, and it's it's Trevor. <laughs> and I said, Trevor, I want to like like within a minute, yep. said, Trevor, I want to I want to bring the the Judos to Yellowknife, which is is absolutely crazy because <laughs> Junos only does cities that are two or three hundred thousand people or more. He goes, that that's crazy enough. Trevor goes, that's a crazy enough idea that we should go do. And that. he's sick of getting. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say Trevor is probably sick of getting all, all these calls about the Junos coming to the Northwest Territories. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, that's. I, I think. Uh, hi, Trevor Sinclair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the executive director of Music NWT. Um, and uh, I now also have my own music management company, uh, Music Management North. And uh, yeah, I get this call from from Brad saying, "Yeah, the Junos. I, I, I want to bring the Junos to the North." And as he said, I my my first reaction is that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I, I'm no, in. That was let's it. do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Um, but let's make it happen. And and uh, since that time, I I guess I guess I've always figured that you know. The, the Junos require this and Yellowknife could offer this, but it turns out that the Junos require this, um, <laughs> which intrigues me even more. I like this. This is crazy. Let's do it. Um, and I guess I, I'm picking up the story here. I, uh, I, I guess, hey, Brad, you have more to add before I launch into my spiel? Well, yeah. I, well, well, I, I was just going to say that then Brad calls me because we've worked a couple of years, a couple of shows. We've we've made uh, lemonade out of melons. Uh, and we'll get to that later. But, uh, but uh, when Brad threw it past me, it didn't phase me at all. It was just like, yeah, yeah, that. That that makes that sits well with me, and then then I hear we're going to no better way to start than there. <laughs> anyway, I think I think then the three of us ended up going down to meet with him, and uh, and he didn't say no, but I, I I think that's where I'll leave it to you because when we got there, we sort of set the table, and then we we let the music man talk, and this is where he's going to talk now. And I mean, uh, Trevor has been an inspiration just to listen to. Mm. He shares our values big time. I mean, uh, it's like it's like listening to stories Brad and I used to do back 10, 20 years ago. Uh, but it's just, but that's why it just felt so good. And uh, anyway, so I'm going to be quiet and let Trevor peel Brad the onions here. here. Brad here. 
Uh, so this is supposed to be episode uh, one. Peel back the, the layers. Hello, Alex. Like an can onion. Speak? I got the top over the top. Uh, the top layer. I got the top layer of the onion. The, okay. All right. Uh, so this is supposed to be episode one, but Brad here over here didn't use his Bluetooth, which only recorded to his computer, so I couldn't hear. When I listened back to the recording, there was only oh, my yeah. audio only. So this is actually episode one, number two, part two, or second redo, retake. Two. Everybody Brad, appreciates number two. What is it again? What is it? This, the role of society of putting things on top? Now we're going to put... Uh, Say, no, we're here. Kevin's on All top. Right. <laughs> uh, boy, well, um, yeah. So here I am. I guess a little bit maybe then about who the hell am I anyway? Um, uh, I'll, I'll try to truncate my story as much as I can. Um, I'm a longtime civil servant and, uh, I was a park planner and negotiator and all kinds of crazy things. And, uh, ultimately I became a stay at home dad and in becoming a stay at home dad, I met other stay-at-home dads and one of these other stay-at-home dads saw my dusty old drum kit sitting in the corner and said hey man do you drum and i'm like not really there's a reason there's dust on it and he's like well that's cool i write my own stuff we should like form a band and another friend alan yeoman he was a bass player excellent musician um and uh he's like yeah i play the bass in any way so uh three stay-at-home dads formed the houseman and it was it was a riot. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Uh, we uh, played a lot of local pubs and, and festivals, those sort of things. And then at some point, we decided to uh, make an album. And so we made an album. And then we're like, well, what what do we do with this thing now? We just weren't versed in this. So I came to Music NWT looking for some help. I found an organization collapsing in on itself. They were down to about one ten thousand dollar grant, and uh, I volunteered my butt off a whole bunch, and uh, we brought that up to about a hundred, hundred and ten thousand that we bring in in a year now, and uh, been able to advance the music industry a lot. And there is a huge, huge amount of talent sitting in the NWT. There's some incredible musicians. And we'll come back to that story. Um, but before I continue, Brad, are you still with us? Because you're completely frozen. And and right yeah. now I currently have this image of just your frozen face on my screen. So I'm assuming that's the recording. So everybody will enjoy this image. Um, anyway, but you, you can still hear me good? Yes. Oh, great. Oh, there we go. Wonderful. Um, so... I got the crazy call from Brad. Hey, we need there. And he said, yeah, geez, I tried to get a hold of other people in town and including the mayor's office. And, and they didn't know what it was. And anyway, uh, advance a little while later, I, I run into the mayor and I'm like, Hey, how, how is it that somebody can call you and you don't know what the Junos are? And she goes, the Junos, <laughs> somebody, I had a message that said, somebody wanted to talk to me. No, about we're in North, we're in the yeah, they said we we wanted to talk about the tuna awards, <laughs> like the, the, the tuna awards, which it turns out is some sort of Spanish farmers organization. <laughs> and she's like, I'm pretty sure nobody from Spain needs to talk to me about, about farming, but they didn't exactly go out of their way to call back either to find out what's going on. Uh, anyway. Yeah, got a hold of me. And and as we said, Brad said, let's do this. I said, that's a that's a terrible idea. It's the dumbest idea ever. Let's let's do it. He said, Great, you think you can get a meeting with Alan Reed and like the, the president, CEO of the Junos? Well, let's find out. So I uh, threw together a little little email. I said, Look, I'm gonna be in Toronto anyway. I was down there for some other family things. And um lo and behold, we 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 got our meeting. And uh, so that's when I met up with with Brad and Alan here, and and uh, we hit it off right away. Super excited about all this, and uh, we went in and and met with Alan to talk about Yellowknife and why the Junos should be there. And now normally they require what a stadium that can house like fourteen thousand people, which would be seventy five percent of every human being that lives in Yellowknife. Um, so it's it's 
we're we're kind of small that way. We're twenty thousand people. Um, the 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 whole of Yellowknife and the whole of the Northwest Territories is forty thousand people, um, and and we're obviously a massive massive land base here. Uh, anyway, um, but he but he but he but he, he didn't say no. And, no, no. So, kept, so and then, he, and he kept listening. And and the thing is, is that yes. uh, they had broke the mold because until they did one in was it Newfoundland? Yeah, London. So, so they they approached London, Ontario, had pushed to have the Junos, um, and they kept throwing up all the problems, and London kept chipping away at it, kept coming back and saying, "Well, here's how we can address that. Here's how we can address that." And they managed to address each other thing. So they helped sort of pave the way a little bit. And he presented a number of those challenges right away in that meeting. And we're like, that, that's not a challenge. So, um, for example, the stadium space somewhere, where are we going to host it? Well, think giant Cirque du Soleil style tents. I mean, there's these massive tents that can be built and we've got spaces to do that. We have the Internet connectivity. And now with like, especially with satellite uh, Internet connectivity that's happening, it's, it's only getting better and better. And it's like, well, great. Where do you house everybody? Well, we build a Juno village. Um, yes, there's. Yes three diamond mines here every year that spend $10 million on an ice road every single year. We could afford to build a Juno village, but let's give, let's give everybody that comes to the Junos a Northern Canadian experience. Forget your polished, uh, fancy sort of heading out kind of, you know, I mean, we still put on the, put on the ball gowns, put on the tucks, but instead now we're staying at a Juno village. That's going to look more like a, a camp at one of the mines. Uh, we can have those kind of bunkhouses and terminate in private accommodations. What, don't have enough restaurants to feed everybody? No problem. These camps have amazing cooks that feed massive amounts of people all the time. And why can't we do that? And give them this really unique part of our country and a true taste of it and a new experience rather than just some other hotel that can be in any city anywhere in this country, let alone mm. this world. Um, right. So we're going to give them something awesome, cool, and unique. Uh, and uh, and this is where Alan said, well, great, let's, uh, you know, but you, you have to sort of prove yourself a little bit. Right. And now for those that are maybe not familiar, that another uh, event that occurs here in Canada is called Breakout West. And Breakout West is sort of like the Junos for Western Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year it was just, it was just held in Calgary this year. Great time. Uh, previous year was Winnipeg. Last time I went was actually Whitehorse. Um when it was held in person pre-COVID. So anyway, we want to bring Breakout West here. So we said, you put on Breakout West, show that you can do a good job of that, then come back and let's chat. So uh, one of my previous hats, or still, actually, I still do a lot of strategic planning for companies, organizations, uh, government departments. And to me, this is just, this is a, we just got to put together a good plan. We're here today. We want to be here in three years. What's stopping us from getting here? And let's deal with those things. So great. Put on Breakout West. Well, what's stopping us from getting Breakout West? Well, Breakout West even views that we're too small for them and Mm. that we just don't have the market. So we had to prove and show that we have a music industry here and that we're busy, we're active, and there's incredible talent here and we can host and, and we know how to treat other Canadians coming here. So this fall, for the first time ever, we had the NWT Music Awards. We have never honoured our own musicians before. Now, Northwest Tell had done something uh, but a decade or so ago. Uh, It was called something else, but this time it's the NWT Wide Music Awards. Um, We had had four different events. We had a a rock show. We had... um, uh, a music industry networking event. We had a children's show. Uh, then so, we had the main showcase and gala. It was a 250 person event, um, right. sold out event. Uh, we had a total of 17 different performers. Uh, it was well we, done. It was well done. It was really well done. It was. Uh, really it was. Well, it it was went really- so well. And and we did a sort of a two stage thing. So on one stage we have the awards, on another stage the performer. So here we are, a small venue, but we still set up the production so that um, uh, a performance occurs. And then we go over and we we uh, offer up a couple of awards. And while that's happening, the next performer is getting set up so we could cut right back over. It was it was seamless. It went really really well. 
we live streamed it. Unfortunately, the audio didn't work out so well for the for the live stream, but that's okay because we also videotaped the entire thing, and we're gearing up to have that rebroadcast through Northwest Tel. Um, so all of the territory will be able to see it, or anybody else interested, and we'll eventually we'll get that on our website and things. So, so anybody can come and check out our uh, our award show and the, the incredible talent. And and we had the coolest acts too. We had uh, Richard Stevenson, or was it Agony of the Leaves, and he he was um, he was a Juno nominee teacher uh we had crook the kid a hip-hop artist out of fort smith we had skyfire taiko so taiko drummers and and man that the sound was awesome in there yeah, um, I we had oh incredible munya matarus munya matarus is a zimbabwe born uh, artist does afrofusion actually pretty well known in zimbabwe and south africa kenya and a few of the other uh, sort of east african southern african countries then we had uh, nara dapalos nara dapalos uh, brendan mcintosh there's a, there's a young guy you got to keep an eye on brendan mcintosh if if this if you're watching this you can say this is where i heard his name first um because you're going to hear a brendan mcintosh um incredible young guy and and he has the drive to make this happen um the awards uh yeah we had a songwriters award uh uh, indigenous artists of excellence award we had a music industry awards uh we had uh, it was just a debut album release actually brendan mcintosh was the one who won the debut album oh lb lb won the album of the year award he put together this whole album that is mostly sort of a percussion kind of sound but he designed it very specifically for film and tv and sync deals and he did a beautiful job all of a home recording. Um, And that's the other thing here in the North. We don't have a lot in the way of professional studios. We have a few people that have sort of their, their basement studios have evolved to almost a professional quality with technology and everything else. So we're, we're getting there, we're building, we're playing catch up. Uh, But there are, there are a few here and I'll be excited when I start hearing about artists that come from the South and come North to record. And if you want, and, and any artist listening to this, you want an experience Come record in the north, even one song. Just give us a call; yeah. we'll, we'll hook you up. Anyway, it all I'll, went. I'll get, I'll, I'll get little Alex involved in that. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, great. super, <laughs> super great. Ton of fun. Um, and we invited uh, Breakout West to come here and see what we could do. And at the end of the day, they were blown away. They couldn't believe it. In fact, I've heard from some of the other music industry associations. They wanted to know how we pulled off getting so many sponsors and how did we pull off this and that. And, and it was just a lot of creative ideas. Um, and uh, as they say, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, you don't have a lot of funding. You got to find the funny. You just got to get a little bit creative around it. Um, yeah, but but, but- Trevor, don't sell yourself short, man. And I've yeah. been around a little while longer. And, and I'll tell you right now that uh, without without uh, without the glue and without the uh, without the passion, uh, you know, without a vision, the people perish, right? So somebody oh, has yeah. to have the vision, and then other people, it, it becomes a di- it, like they, they they just follow. So they need a leader. So you did it. You've done a fantastic job, and you have you've only just begun. But anyway, don't Cheers. sell yourself. Well- well, I'm, I'm not, and, and well, and part of these ideas, like for example, even just sponsorships. So we said, okay, here, a table of eight, if you just bought the tickets right out, it would cost you a thousand dollars. But instead, we had turned to companies and we say, look, hey, for two thousand dollars. Can I interrupt? Yeah. Everybody Maybe. that's watching this video in the future, listen to what Trevor's going to say, how he did this. It's really interesting. <laughs> go ahead. So I yeah, give, I got to so, give credit where it is, right? So go ahead. Cheers, right. cheers. So we would sell at a whole table for two thousand dollars to a company, and so they would offer it up to their staff, that sort of thing, and, and they get their promotion, their advertisement with that. But we also hive off three hundred dollars of that, um, and three hundred that company can then, in the future, hire an NWT musician for their own private gig. So for one hour, great, here's $300 that we'll put towards it. So as soon as they've hired them, they give us a call and we'll cut the check over to the musician. Um, So this not only then ensured that essentially we made about six, $700 more off of each table. It also ensured that we're getting musicians hired for corporate gigs afterwards and just right. helping build that music industry here and getting people aware that, Hey, you have a Christmas party coming up. You know what? For, for another 300 bucks, I'm a musician for an hour. 
Like what, what a deal. So we did that and, and, and people drove to that. Like it was, it was fantastic. And we would also right. even um, like the person that did all our sign work, our web guys, another one, actually, there's a good example of Raven web services. Awesome. Super awesome guy here. Um, I asked him and I said, well, we'll do it in Leu because we owed him a, a little over $2,000 uh, for all the work that he was doing and setting up for our registration forms, all this kind of stuff. And I said, if you just waive that fee, we'll give you a sponsorship. It was still the same as receiving the two grand in our pocket because otherwise we would have had to pay that to him. Um, anyway, worked out. Uh, we, uh, in an incredible turnout, say 250 people. But here's, here's something else that's super fun. Um, actually, I haven't told you guys about this. Hold, hold on, I, I'm gonna be on the headset. I'm like a 10 second run, not even two seconds. Oh, all right. There's, there's one other thing here that I was handed that night. Um, okay. I'm I'm just walked into my kitchen here, and it's it's a, a piece of plate glass that that uh, let's see, I don't know how well this will appear, but oh, you yeah. might be able to kind of make out the words rant on it, um, which was the Recording Arts Association of the Northwest Territories. And this was a sort of a congratulatory plaque that was presented in June of 2004, congratulating them on their first year of operation. Rant is the predecessor to Music NWT. Um, And it was, well, the Professional Recording Association. And so that means this year, in or coming up 2023 is our 20th anniversary of existence wow um and so the person that handed it to me was one of the original founders of rants aka music nwt and he says great i pass this on to you now and to keep it going and he said what has been achieved here today is what we always dreamed would be achieved and we can't believe it's finally happening and i said this is this is small we're we're going bigger. We're going Breakout West, and we're going Tunos. But, 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 but like, they, I can't they, wait. They planted the seed, and that's what started it. That's right. So um, and now, now now it's growing, and you're you're saying it's going to be a tree. So that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. So it's it's all right. Exciting, and and uh, also by the way, this this plate glass. If anybody's been to Yellowknife, it's watching. Um, there's a uh, business here called Weaver and DeVore. Weaver and DeVore is an outfitting company or a, a supply company for prospectors is I think how pretty much they started. So you're a prospector coming to the North, but you need, you know, you need your warm gear, you need your pots, your pans, your food, everything. Weaver and DeVore is the one that hooks you up. Um, and they continue to operate here in Old Town. They've been around forever in an age. And this piece of glass was originally one of their windows from their original oh, building. Wow. Uh, cool. That was salvaged and turned into this cool little plaque. Um, That's cool. That's cool. So we, I, I feel that like from this event, people in town got excited. Uh, lots of media of attention. Artists that were winning awards. Their social media just went crazy. It, it was fantastic. Um, and and a, a short while later, uh, I went down to Breakout West in Calgary. Um, and met producers, agents, managers, festival coordinators, et cetera, from around the world and started talking about the North and our musicians. And a number of them have said, wow, we've always been wondering where the NWT's been and we're so excited to see you here. And they want our artists. They want our artists to head South. They want our artists on showcasing stages. And certainly we want people here to come and check out our artists. So if you're ever visiting the NWT, consider checking out some of the live tunes, some of the live music here. Some just unbelievable talent. And I think part of that is coming to the North, you have to have a bit of a, an adventurous spirit. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and that's part of capturing that is, is, is that comes with the musicians that are here too. The musicians here have that adventurous spirit. It comes through in their music and their attitude and their approach. And I think that's the other thing that separates us too, is it's very approachable here. You take our big summer music festival, Folk on the Rocks, excellent 
excellent folk festival and all the very same artists that you're seeing at the Edmonton Folk Fest and Winnipeg Folk Fest, uh, you know, these, these bigger sort of well-known folk fests. It's those same artists they are coming here, but they're mm-hmm. so much more approachable. And it's it, there's so much smaller stages and, and you can get right there. And then you get this, the, the local vibe happening at the same time in the local arts and all the amazing stuff they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no question from all this. We have a number of artists now that are, are really ready to launch their career and move forward with it. They want to tour. And that's a big challenge for us here. Uh, so, I mean, hosting a Juno's, hosting a break is one thing. But even to get our artists on those stages is tough because a big part of becoming a well-known artist is to tour. There are other ways to do it, that's for sure. And I'm not going to deny that. And I know some artists that have done a very successful career that way. But touring still remains hugely important. And and yep. you cannot hop in a car and drive 20 minutes in either direction and hit so many venues. We're in Yellowknife. The next closest town is Bechico at, at uh, an hour away. And, you know, that's population, what, 500 people or whatever it is. I, I actually honestly forget. Um, you know, our, our major urban center really edmonton 16 hour drive so touring is a bit of a challenge and and not only that most of our communities in the nwt are fly-in only so it's not like um you know you got to pay for a flight to get to Yellowknife if you're coming out of the community we just uh we had an artist here Janea mccullum who's now in uh, uh saskatchewan which is where she's originally from but we sent her on a songwriters uh, workshop uh, with Music PEI. And Music PEI was paying for the whole thing. And we had to contribute like 500 bucks or something. And then Music PEI calls me in a panic. And they're like, holy geez, we didn't realize it was going to cost us $2,200 to get her from Colville Lake, where she was living at the time, to Yellowknife. And then we got to get her out from there. I'm like, that's right. Welcome to the North and some of the expense. Now, flights in and out of Yellowknife are very doable very affordable, and quite frankly, not much different than going to most other cities in this country. The trick is just getting into Yellowknife. So there's big challenges for our artists there. But those are the things that we, Music NWT, are trying to continue to build to show folks at Breakout West, to show folks at Junos that we can do it and we're going to be part of this. And and there's nothing going to stop us from being part of this. And right now, like one of the projects we're going to start working on this winter is setting up a touring corridor. So we'll work with airlines, we'll work with hotels, we'll work with uh, people that have backline equipment, um, and we can send artists, probably one artist a month, and they start, say, in, down in Fort Smith, and they, which is right on the, the NWT Alberta border, right near Wood Buffalo National Park, go to a performance there, then trek the five hours north and go to, to Hay River, and then from Hay River to Yellowknife, and then fly them up to the above the Arctic Circle in Inuvik, and then do a show there. Yeah, so this cool. will give our artists sort of that touring opportunity that they don't get otherwise, and it's even sort of a little more intense. It's more like true international kind of touring and that we're dealing with air flights and stuff. It's not hopping in your car and driving to the next town 20 minutes away. So all of this is, I blame Brad who calls and said, Hey, we need to do the Juno's. And and then I got a little excited. I'm like, that's (laughs) dumb. Let's do it. And so from that, we started looking at what are the gaps? What is stopping us from getting there? Well, what's stopping us is we have artists that can't we don't have all the festivals and stuff in place we haven't shown we have a music industry we haven't shown that we can pull people together but that's now happened and and we're now on people's radars we're on ministers radars government radars our funding's going up i have private organizations reaching out now um the next big thing too is we need a space i want a music nwt space here i am in my home office i put on the nice blurry backdrop here so that you don't have to look at my messy office (laughs) but uh the next is i i want a physical space so you're some youth that wants to learn to play drums but you live in an apartment right now there's nowhere to go and so Mm. let's create that space for them and then that same space can use for other bands to practice jam and we can turn it into a professional quality recording studio so we can Mm -hmm. set up the acoustics and everything and then we can have the bass equipment in there the basic equipment then others can come in with their their more specialized equipment and have a proper place to record so lots of things happening crazy excited super fun and um yeah all this from being a, a a lowly drummer dusting off a kit somehow ended up here which reminds me by the way uh how, how do you 
what is the difference between a drummer and a large pizza? Oh, a large pizza good. can feed a family of four. Ah, there you go. My other my other drummer one is what 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 does one say to a drummer in a three piece suit? Don't May know. the defendant please rise. Um, <laughs> Okay, that's that's. I was that's, told to bring I, bad jokes. Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know we were segueing into that already. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm just tying into the drumming. Yeah. I got piles of them. That that was yeah. part of the houseman. I mean, we're stay-at-home dads for kind of loud. That's how we started off right. our sets is by telling bad dad jokes and get the audience to tell us bad jokes and uh, made it more fun. So I, I look forward. Uh, anybody you know yeah. listening, minority report here, uh, please make sure you give them a few bad jokes. <laughs> oh, they will. They will. Right on. Oh, that, that, that's crazy. And so, and so, basically, when you know the meeting that we we had with Alan Reed at, at, at Juno's was, what I was impressed with was a yes, you have to jump through the hoop. So and and provide some you know, as simple as one, two, three. Do your local. Then you know, yes, uh, you you had a you had a step up on them already. You were planning the Northwest Territories Music Awards. But then do Breakout West, but you were networking with all those people while you were do, doing this one. And yeah. so, you, like, everything, everything has been, you know, in sync. And, and the momentum is building. It's not, it's not like you have to go and start over. You've already, been, you've already begun getting ready for uh, Breakout West and hosting it there. So, it, and, 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 I mean, Alan Reed and, and I, I've seen indirect we you have to sell him on you know the RFP and the final why should I and you'll have the video proof and the documented proof and the you know uh, you've already got it with the with the uh, Northwest Territory success so uh, music award success and so it's just really cool to see the synergy and to see the, the, the like the seed that was planted now we learned something about 2004 the, the originator so where the seed was planted You've added some water and it's grown some and, uh, and you're, you're, you're not done because it's going to be a tree that, you know, like a, a rainforest tree when it's done. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, but kudos to the community as well. I mean, obviously you can't, can't do it without them either, Absolutely. Not. Um, but they can't do it without, without you. So, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic story. It's, it really is. It really is. And it's not over yet. No, it's not over. It's it's only only beginning, and and I think uh, not only you know we'll see this, but I think anybody down south, I think they're going to hear more and more about Northern artists. Um, like people are pumped, they're ready, they're excited, they're ready to get out there. They're sure. learning about what pools of funding there are to help them with their touring costs, um, and and we're we're only going to keep growing. Um, truly some some amazing amazing artists here and and if i think i already mentioned them like ones for sure that you're going to start hearing is munya matarus and and uh and crook the kid um i mean already we have uh uh digga uh digga wolf here and leela gilday uh well-known touring artist miranda curry another one uh watch for now miranda's a children's performer but an indigenous children's performer um and uh, uh, just incredible talent. Actually, she showcased down at Breakout West this year as well, along with uh, Leela and Jay Gilday. Um, there's, yeah, some incredible talent. Uh, I'm chatting with some folks actually out of Toronto that want to get them down onto some of the Toronto stages. Global Toronto had some good chats with them. Uh, yeah, exciting things coming, man. Yeah. I, I, mean, we, I mean, we had our own venue for a long time. We would have obviously networked. And, and set something up with you to get them down to see us as well on tour. But, uh, you know, Brad, you still have your connections as far as connect, you know, KWs goes. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, th this is exciting. And, and, and we'll, be, we'll be probably sending people. I mean, we're not, I, I'm not as connected as I was before, but people up your way as well. Because if you can perfect that experience of showcasing and, you know, backline and dropping, them in these these unusual but ex exciting to me if i was if i was 20 something again and i was still that young singer songwriter i'd be signing up for that experience i'll tell you uh, yeah, like, so that doesn't mean that, that you can't now so that's right 
know. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, it's a world of opportunity. Uh, and I, I think that's what it really comes down to. If, if you really want it, you, you can make it happen. Um, as you said, you, you just have to have the vision and somebody to like, okay, let's, let's do this thing. And it can be the most ridiculous idea in the world. And quite frankly, if it fails and you didn't get there, so what? Like we, we, yeah. we all look at look at all these other amazing things that have already spun out of this. And Absolutely. so that would be my advice to any artist out there. If there's anything you're chasing or, or dreaming of chasing, chase it. And yeah. if it doesn't work out exactly the way you want it, it's okay. Look at all the other experiences you get about it, the amazing opportunities. You never know what collaborations, connections you're going to make. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, never, say, never say never. Yeah. If, uh, if people are watching this outside of Canada, uh, the music here is every province, every is so diverse that it's shocking. Like there's nothing like it on earth, right? Because there's so many different people here that, and it gets all because of the way the cultures they get all intermingled and all sorts of unbelievable oh. stuff comes out of it. Crazy. It's it's Crazy. one of the one of the the other things. Well, just uh, capitalizing on that comment. Um, uh, so Digga just recently uh, released uh, a new full album, and it's all in Klicho. Um So it's sort of reclaiming his indigenous language, and it's it's taken off, and I'm so excited. It's the same with Munya. Most of his songs are all in Shona. Yeah. Uh, and and so the, the diversity comes in many forms. And, and then we get to see these kind of folks collaborate together. And um, uh, Munya just collaborated with uh, Desiree Dawson, uh, if I hopefully I got her name correct, um, and and just did a song with her, and uh, she she was one of the, I think she was the winner of the CBC Searchlight contest uh, a few years back, um, oh. and uh, yeah, so we we have folks like that that are that are coming here in these amazing collaborations, and um, uh, Nara Nara Dapolos, she said she wants to be known as as the top uh, Filipina uh, pop artist in in this wow. country um and and she has the chops to do it uh there's hmm. oh yeah the diversity is incredible and and i think that that's what i think of when i think of Yellowknife is the massive diversity that is here um, that's true i forget how many different languages are spoken in Yellowknife, but it's quite a few and uh with that comes this massive diversity of music and mm -hmm. and the culture with it and we get this blending and mixing and these collaborations that just create this mm -hmm. cool scene um it, yeah yeah you, you won't be for a loss of music if you if you head north hmm oh i, I, I i'm i'm baited how Sweet. about you Brasky? oh uh, yeah so um in closing my we talked earlier today. We're gonna to in the next few episodes. We're gonna uh, have an interview with Nanya, right? Yeah. But he's that, also connected. Cool. He's connected with a lot of other artists from other uh, various African countries, countries in Africa. So that's yeah. for, for pop minority. That's our that's our drop point to network uh, the okay. continent, right? Yeah, I've, and, got, I've got I've got some uh, connect. So, in Senegal, so it, I've just been to, okay, all right. Okay, the uh, Alan, can you repeat that? Cut out, yeah. I, I said that I've got some, I've just been talking with somebody who has connections in Senegal, I was just talking with them last oh, week, so, so that it's sort of coming home for me like a uh, it's a huge continent that I really am still really just learning about, so and me. Awesome. And, and this is, uh, and, and Munya came here with about uh, 11,000 followers uh, all out of Africa. And, and we've grown that to about 13 in the last six, seven months, wow. thousand. And, um, and it, it only continues to grow. He is a known entity there. And, uh, and I, I think we as Canada are so privileged yeah. to, uh, create a new home for some of these incredible artists 
that come here and choose to make this country their home. And, mm. and Munya has an incredible story that many immigrants have. Uh, here he is in Yellowknife out of all places <laughs> where even, you know, Canadians have been here the whole lives think it's a crazy place to be. And he's coming out of Zimbabwe where his wife and kid continue to be. And they're working on getting them here. And, and just this, this crazy story there. Uh, mm. But yet he's come here to to be an internationally known artist because he realized that I think that it is his opportunities are somewhat limited in, in mm. Africa and this this opens up a, an international stages for him and and I think for many of artists even coming out of the north is a unique opportunity as well because coming out of the north it has cachet like it, it's a fascinating interesting place not everybody comes here to visit but they're always curious. And so for any artist that is doing anything here, they're, they're kind of curious, well, what the heck were you doing there? If you come up here to record that one song, why would you go north to record the song? And you can talk about the Northern Lights, the inspiration, the people, the diversity, the, the music scene, the, I mean, all these things, this sort of frontierish feel that's sort of here. Um, and it's uh, and and the the indigenous uh, community here is is incredible. Like fifty percent of our population here is indigenous, and mm. and with that, that brings this whole very vibrant, unique culture here that you don't see a lot of in the rest right. of the country, uh, yeah. because uh, here land just is indigenous land and is treated as such. Um, it's, it's such a, it's a totally different vibe and I encourage anybody and everybody to come on up and, uh, um, Hey, and if there isn't music happening, when you come, you just, you give me a shout and we'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) They're taking a night off. (laughs) Watching from outside of, watching outside of Canada. Um, when cover says indigenous, it's the original people of Canada. So they were here, um, living in the Arctic. And thriving for the last ten thousand years, well, it's yeah. definitely established community already. <laughs> long, well, long time. Knows. There's, there's, uh, in the Northwest Territories, we have eleven official languages, yeah. um, and nine of those being Indigenous languages. The other two being English and French, um, and it just is treated that way. It's treated very differently here, and um, and I'm I'm glad for it. And I, I think the rest of the country can learn something from Absolutely. how we are doing things. And and there's no question. There's a lot of improvement that that needs to occur here as well. Uh, uh, but I, I think there's a lot to be learned from here. And Absolutely. and what a what a great place to start it with music. But yeah, like just the the cornerstone. Well, there there was something about actually jumping back to the award show. We we gave um, uh, lifetime achievement awards and um, or Hall of Fame awards, and we we broke it down into three distinct categories. Recognizing music represents different components to our society. So we had an award for uh, cultural impact, um, community, and industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so recognize there's artists that do it for their cultural purposes. And it ties me. So we, we highlight and recognize the, the Dene drummers that are here. Uh, the community one went to Ted Wesley, uh, who passed away uh, just shy of a year ago right now. And uh, so his sister-in-law came up to accept the award on his behalf. And he was one of the founders of Folk on the Rocks. Um, and then our industry award went to uh, Norm uh, Glowich, uh, who is still a very much an active artist here, but he has like 350 different songs to his name, many projects and numerous bands here in the north and probably the best uh, recording studio setup here in, in Yellowknife um, mm. and continues. And he's, uh, he worked for government as well since retired from there. And now he's just doing music in retirement. And um yeah, so there's many components to music here, and, and we got them all. Yeah, no, that's it's a fantastic story, and it just it's only just begun. That's right. Well, it's I think only that, just begun. So I think that the purpose of the, uh, Alan, the purpose of Pop Minority was sort of this anyway, right? It's planting yeah. the seeds and sort of uh, doing that globally. So this is just start of that process. Being advocates for the popular minority, whereas the rest of the world's trying to make rock stars. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
you know, because we've been there, done that. There's lots of sexy places to go, but we, we we'd be rather be advocates for for artists who who recognize their gift and they don't and they and and they share it with the rest of the world, the community locally and globally. So, and it's it's for many purposes, healing. Uh, uh, it, anyways, it's just it's part of our value, and and definitely was a home run here, Mr. Bradsky beat. Yeah. Uh, home run in this in this case so uh you know congratulations for speaking up when you saw what you saw when you drove through town yeah truly you know and uh kudos to you the the music man of the northwest territories <laughs> St. Clair. yes oh no 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 wait not saint Clair. i'm a sin not a saint oh <laughs> <laughs> So this segues us into our other segment. <laughs> uh, 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 we the yawners, the uh, the one-liners, the uh, you know to end on a on a note that, uh, uh, or to delay the next note. But uh, anyway, you know uh, when life gives you melons, uh, you you may be dyslexic. Oh, lemons! I get it. You've been saying that to me all week, and I don't get it. And now I get it. <laughs> Just try to out of me now. Yeah. So, when you always so, send us to Alan, you send me the weirdest stuff, man. It's always like, what am I? I always got a puzzle. So, Alan sends me so puzzles. With, I got to figure them out all the time, man. And so my 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 one liner is also a bit of truth because Brad and I made a lot of lemonade out of melons. That's what I said earlier in the broadcast. And we we have, sir. You know, we took an 800 seat dark movie theater and we turned it into a live nation soft seat venue in Kitchener. Uh, and we did many other things once that happened. So, uh, you know, and we've seen a lot of artists and we've been advocates for so many things and we took risks. And, but I mean, that's why this is just such a special uh, uh, broadcast because Trevor basically, you know, again, it, I wish we were in the Northwest Territories to watch, get along, come alongside and start going nuts. But we're not. But Trevor's there, so it's okay. So. I think that uh, yeah, that's no. right. we'll look back on this footage ten years and I realize that this is like um, Canadian history in the making, really. Oh, well, no, no pressure, like no pressure. Yeah, it's like Hollywood Squares. You're down there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and it was on the top the meeting. Uh, are you done? Well, I did, don't you have a? Don't you have like? I saw this frisbee coming at me. It kept getting bigger and bigger, and then it it hit me. <laughs> uh, hey, how's a drum solo like a sneeze? <laughs> don't know. Uh, you know it's coming. I, I have no idea. And there's nothing uh, you can do to stop it. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, my 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 favorite's always is you know. Uh, a hamburger walks into the bar and the bartender says, Hey, we don't serve food here. Or the host walks into the bar and the bartender says, Hey, why the long face? Oh, that's yours, Alan. The, the, the termite walks into the bar and says, Hey, is the bartender here? Termite. I don't know. That's, that's a groaner. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, and or, or, the, or the bartender says, Hey, we don't serve time travelers here. A time traveler walks into the bar. <laughs> Okay, good. All right. <laughs> so that's the end of episode two with Trevor Seclair. Kind of ended abruptly, so I'm just doing an audio track and let's say that's the end of episode two. And uh, we're going to go out with Sean Pynchon's song, Don't Worry About Bad Things. All right, take it away, Sean. <laughs>